Well, folks, it's Jerry Adams here, and this podcast is going to deal with the shameful refusal of successive Irish governments to develop a national monument, a cultural quarter, a revolutionary quarter, a freedom quarter, a 1916 quarter, on the battlefield site of Moore Street. Now, you may ask if you don't know where is Moore Street. Moore Street runs parallel to O'Connell Street, from Parnell Street down to Henry Street beside the GPO. And number 16 Moore Street was the last meeting place of five of the seven signatories of the 1916 proclamation, the leaders who planned and led the Easter Rising. It's also where the O'Rahilly, a leader of the volunteers, was killed. In April 1916, the small streets around the GPO in Dublin were the site of a fierce battle between Republican forces seeking independence and British forces determined to defeat them. And on Friday evening, the 28th of April, with the GPO in flames, the embattled Republican defenders evacuated the building. The O'Rahilly was killed leading the first charge. As he lay dying in a shop doorway, he wrote a last note to his wife. Written after I was shot. Darling Nancy, I was shot leading a rush up Moore Street and took refuge in a doorway. While I was there, I heard the men pointing out where I was and made a bolt for the laneway I am in now. I got more than one bullet, I think. Tons and tons of love, dearie, to you and the boys and to Nell and Anna. It was a good fight, anyhow. Please deliver this to Nanny O'Rahilly, 40 Herbert Park, Dublin. Goodbye, darling. Incidentally, 40 Herbert Park is now the subject of a similar debacle as that which affects Moore Street, but more of that in a moment. The rest of the, the garrison, O'Rahilly's comrades, made their way to number five, Moore Street. They had come out of the side of the GPO, across Henry Street, made their way uh, down to number five, Dunn's Butchers, and began tunnelling from house to house along the terrace. And the following morning, they wrapped the wounded James Connolly in blankets and with great difficulty carried him through the holes they had forced in the walls to number 16, Plunkett's, a poultry shop. And it was an agonising journey for Connolly. There, upstairs in number 16, in a small room, Sean McDermott, Podrick Pierce, Joseph Plunkett, James Connolly and Tom Clark discussed the limited options open to them, including the possibility of rushing the British Army barricade on Parnell Street. Tom Clark went out to look at the situation and returned to tell his comrades that that would not and could not succeed. So eventually they came to the reluctant conclusion 
that surrender was the only choice open to them to avoid further loss of civilian life. Julia Greenan, Winifred Carney and Elizabeth O'Farrell had stayed throughout Easter week with other women in the GPO and O'Farrell was now tasked with the dangerous responsibility of going to the British lines. She walked down Moore Street to the British barricade and was brought from there to Tom Clark's shop in Parnell Street where the British Army General William Lowe insisted that he would only accept unconditional surrender. A short term time later, Podrick Pierce, accompanied by Elizabeth O'Farrell and wearing his military overcoat and hat, left the Moore Street headquarters of the Revisional Government to meet the British General. And that meeting occurred on Parnell Street, opposite Moore Street and close to where the Kingfisher Cafe now is. Incidentally, in the original photograph taken of the meeting, Elizabeth Farrell's feet are the only part of her that can be seen. And in many of the reproductions, they were airbrushed out. So much for reading women out of history. Shortly after 4.30, the Republican garrison left the Moore Street headquarters and marched to the Gresham Hotel where they were searched before being taken to the Green in front of the Rotunda Hospital in Parnell Street. So this is Moore Street, a, a, a hugely important uh, part of our history, the centre of the battlefield site, the laneways of history, according to former Taoiseach and the Kenny, who of course did nothing to preserve these laneways of history and perhaps more importantly to uh, implement the message of the 1916 proclamation. Anywhere else in the world, these places would be preserved, open to the public, would be a place of pilgrimage, of, I suppose, recommitment, of honour, also educational and economic value to that part of the city of Dublin. 14 and 17 Moore Street was adopted as a national monument by the Irish government in 2007. And yet 13 years later, no work has begun to preserve the building or to create the interpretive centre that was promised. And these four buildings, in fact, the entire terrace, are in a very poor condition. There's a serious state of disrepair. Some of the buildings are closed. And the government has pursued a very short-sighted policy which reduces the battlefield site to the four buildings. While, of course, it's the entire area from Tom Clark's shop through the entire terrace to where uh, Pierce surrendered to Lowe and Parnell Street and the exit point where the volunteers come out of the GPO. All of that, all of that should be developed as a revolutionary uh, site as the relatives of the proclamation signatories wanted to be. Last year, the Moore Street Advisory Group submitted its special report too to the Minister for Culture. And that drew on the recommendation of an earlier 2017 report, which accepted, I quote, 
there should be appropriate recognition of the history of the street and its part in the rising. A year later, still no progress. Three years later, still no progress. And then in addition, an archaeology report for Courtney Deary Heritage Consultancy revealed that middens or, or dumps going back several hundred years, rubbish dumps, were found behind 15 and 16 Moore Street. And these middens are, are a huge source of information about uh, how people behaved and their way of life at the time that they were being used. And the report cited the material found uh, had elevated the significance of the houses to national importance. And in a second report by Kelly Coolgan, Architects recommends that numbers 10, numbers 20, numbers 21 Moore Street and O'Brien's bottling stores are of architectural, cultural and social special interest and should be protected. 13 years after, 14 to 17 Moore Street was designated as a national monument and after years of campaigning, the government continues to resist protecting the battlefield site. What the British Army and the shelling of Dublin 104 years ago failed to achieve, this government looks likely to succeed in destroying most of what the National Museum has described as the most important historic site in modern Irish history. And it isn't just this government. It's the government before that and the government before that and the government before that. When I spoke last on this issue as a TD, I asked, what on earth were they doing for the last 100 years? This was in 2016. So, so why won't they develop this site as a historic quarter? Why, why, why do the Dublin establishment ignore the huge educational, economic and social importance of Moor Street? It's obviously, in my opinion because the political establishment is uncomfortable with the events of 1916, is ashamed of their evolutionary phase of our recent history and of its own refusal to live up to the commitments of the proclamation. And it's also because the vested interests, the big business and the developers involved see this battlefield site as a potential source of great wealth for them. This is prime real estate. It's all about corporate greed. And in many ways, the history and the story of Moore Street is a metaphor for the state we're in. Last month, eight Sinn Féin councillors and Dublin City Council wrote to the Minister for Housing, Local Government and Heritage, Dara O'Brien TD, giving him formal notification in accordance with the Planning and Development Acts, that the City Council has decided to consider adding certain 1916 buildings in the Moore Street area to the list of protected structures on account of their historic importance. These are as follows. 10 Moore Street, 20 and 21 Moore Street, the O'Brien Waterworks Building, Henry Place, the White House, Aka, the White Cottage and Henry Place. So the battle to save Moore Street continues. If you want a 
be part of that, then write to me on Taoiseach at michael.martin at oroctus.ie or the Department of Antishok, Marion Street, Ballyaclea, Ado. Incidentally, going back to my point about Herbert Park, the O'Rahilly home, that is now being subjected to an application by the owners of the Herbert Park Hotel to demolish the house at 40 Herbert Park to allow for the construction of a, an apart hotel and 105 apartments up to 12 storeys high. So this is the, the home of a leader of the revolution, the, the only one to be killed in action, and his grandson, Prunchies O'Rahilly, has called, and I support and Sinn Féin supports, as do all right-thinking Irish people, has called for the house to be declared a national monument and protected. He said, The house is of great historic significance. It is where the Asgard gun running was planned. Meetings for the planning of the Rising were held there. Countess Markovic and my grandmother initially set up coming the Mon from the house, and it was the house to which my grandfather addressed a note to my grandmother as he lay bleeding to death. There you are, folks be part of stopping the vandalization of our national history. Call for, in whatever way you can, the preservation of 40 Herbert Park and the development of the Moore Street Battlefield site as a historic quarter. Go to meet them, August.